Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. I'm your host, Mike Chisholm. I am once again very happy to be here uh, to be talking about this movement that is being created. Um, it's an honor to be part of this. He Changed It is going very well right now. We are still in the, at the time of this broadcast, we are still in beta, uh, but we see the light at the end of the tunnel. We think we might be in the App Store in a few weeks here, so pretty exciting time. Um, to, to uh, put out a pretty exciting resource that he changed it is. Um, it's cool. Just uh, before I introduce our guest here, it's really cool to see what's happening and, and the reactions that are already coming in from people who have watched this podcast, from people who have downloaded the app and started looking at the resources and from people who have started connecting with each other, even in a beta form of uh, where he changed it is at. It's very cool to see this. Um, we're hearing stories already of, of people who are showing, um, you know, estranged family members, uh, this, the, some of these podcasts and, and um, amazing stuff is happening. And I just want to say uh, before we get going here that I'm really excited and proud to be part of what's going on here. Because at the end of the day, we want to we help make the world a better place. Um, with that, the other cool thing that is happening is... The news of the podcast, the news of the app are starting to spread around. And uh, this is a, I think the, the guest that we have today is geographically the furthest away uh, guest that we've had on the podcast so far. I'm really excited um, that, that, that there are men out there hearing about what it is that we're doing and they are raising their hands and running forward to want to share what they have gone through and their experiences. And today we have that. Uh, Luis Alberto, but we're not going to call him that. We're going to call him Barty. Barty's what he goes by. Is our guest today? Uh, and where are you? Where are you coming to us from, Barty? I am. Uh, I am coming from St. John's, Newfoundland, brother. A newfie. So, so not a natural <laughs> newfie, though. But have the newfie joke started since you have uh, head out head out there? <laughs> um, I've, 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 uh, I've had a few from my friends out West. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Cause you, you started in, uh, in the center of Canada, essentially, or in, in, in the, you know, our, our version of the Midwest, I guess you started in Alberta, correct? Uh, yes, sir. Before we get into your story and, and, and some of the adventures that you've been on, um, what was it about, he changed it, uh, the, he, the, he cast podcast that, that made you, um, so enthusiastically, uh, reach out to us. Well, you know what? Uh, when I heard about you guys, and then I looked up uh, your guys's podcast, I listened. I you know for about five minutes, and I was really hooked because of the way that you guys were honest and blunt, and just didn't beat it about around the bush. And I really value, uh, you know, um, people like yourselves and, and your guests. And I, I, I just I want to be a part of it as well. That's awesome. Well, we appreciate that. And, and, and uh, after talking and, and, and going through some of the story, uh, the adventure that has been your life, my word, um, I'm really excited to get into this. So uh, born and raised here in Canada? Uh, no, uh, it was actually born in El Salvador um, during a civil war, a very violent civil war. And my family um, moved to California for a couple of years as refugees. And then we, uh, we came up to Canada uh, in 1990. And uh, yeah, I've been been uh, proud Canadian ever since. So okay, let's talk about that civil war. You have actually, uh, how old were you when you moved to California? 
I was uh, six-ish. Yeah, I was six years old when I moved to California. So as a six-year-old, um, you'd seen some shit. Yeah, you know what? It was, uh, um, I know we're going to get into this, but um, my PTSD is quite diverse. It, you know, it comes from a, a variety of different areas, but absolutely. I mean, I remember, uh, um, I mean, it was, it was a very violent war. I mean, not, not many people know about it, but um, it, it was between, you know, the, the, the right-wing government, uh, which was uh, being um, supplied weapons and military uh um, information by the U.S. and then it was the left guerrillas and they would have gunfights in the middle of the streets and I just remember like we were always taught to right away like get get out of the, get get away from windows and and I just remember gunshots going off like uh, you know from a very young age and, and or being at school and and uh, you know having uh, like twenty military guys just like really like run up on us like while we're during we're in recess and and just like walk all over the playground and uh, and. Yeah, and just stop over everything and just walk right by. Um, so yeah, it was definitely wow. a different different place. <laughs> um, and so six years old, you suddenly get thrown into uh, the first world. Uh, you know, if you want to, if you for lack of a better term, or the peaceful world anyway. Um, what was that like adjusting as a six year old uh, to living in California and then ultimately Canada? Was there a was there a, a period of adjustment for you? Uh, certainly from a language perspective, I would assume that's part of it, but um, was it weird to go from, uh, you know, war torn to peace torn and, and just kind of shift gears like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I remember, and I think I value it very much now because it, it's given me the work ethic that I do. But I remember like when I was 10 or 12 years old, I would go clean houses with my mom, uh, in wealthy, uh, in wealthy people's homes. And I would do a paper out with my dad and he would drive and, and I would deliver the papers at five o'clock in the morning. And, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. It was different, but you know what? Uh, I, um, I mean, at the same time, I found like the first time I watched hockey, I, I fell in love with it. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's been, a, it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> so, um, you know, and we can get into some of the, if, if in a future episode, if we can, we can start dissecting some of this stuff and, and maybe as we get to some of the mental health uh, challenges that you've experienced, uh, we'll get into some of the, some of the details of, of that. Let's fast forward a little bit into your adult years. Um, you started what I would assume you might've thought would have been your, uh, could have been your, your final career um, because you started with the fire department in Alberta. Um, well, I actually started when I was about, uh, 22, 23 years old. I got my first job in the oil and gas industry as, okay. uh, doing, uh, uh, working as a firefighter, uh, for private oil companies. Um, right. um, so I started off there and then I went back to school after a few years and got my paramedics. And then I, my first, uh, uh, full-time fire department was actually in Fort McMurray and, right. um, and then uh, my second was was in St. Albert. St. Albert's a beautiful community just outside of Edmonton. Yep. And then my third fire department was Vancouver. Okay. Um, so, so let's just go in. You mentioned, you mentioned that acronym that is, uh, we're hearing so much more about and getting more educated on these days, PTSD. So, so as a kid, you saw some PTSD-worthy footage that went through your very young eyeballs at that point. Uh, then you became a paramedic. And uh, my gosh, um, Barty, the things that you've seen, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, you know what? Uh, 
Uh, do you want me to give you an example? Uh, hey, yeah. hey, you like, I mean, at the end of the day, we've had requests uh, for, 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 and he changed it. I mean, as he changed it, starts rolling out and expanding and, and, and creating um, uh, different resources for different groups of people. One of the top ones that we have heard about uh, are paramedics. And, and I mean, I don't know how, I'm not asking you to relive anything right now, but at the same time, I mean, um, there's a reason why that people want, need these resources because at the end of the day, we're humans. We all want to help each other, but boy, oh boy, some people have to do a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to that. And paramedics, I think would be near the top of that list. Um, so I think you'd probably agree with that with some of the things that you've seen and you can, you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've seen, um, you know, uh, females being raped by, um, you know, by the cab, by cab drivers. Um, I remember in 2014, May 2014, I responded to a call that was actually in the newspapers in Vancouver. And uh, I was one of the very first ones on scene. And it was a man that had hung himself from a tree in Vancouver Park um, after he had killed his uh, wife and his children and uh, had drank a bottle of bleach and then hung himself. And I was the one of the ones that uh, had to cut him down. Um, so it's been a lot of stuff like that. Man, and, and, and I mean, I know, I, I know you're just kind of tipping the iceberg there to kind of give an idea. Um, in the moment, and I mean, we're talking a long time ago now, um, in the moment, something like that happens, you come home from work after that shift, what, what's going through your mind at that point there? And, and at what point in your life have you dealt with that, if you have, all, if you have dealt with it? Yeah, you know what, I have uh, certainly dealt with it in the last few years. Um, but, um, you know what, I, at that time, to be honest with you, um, I didn't, I don't, I don't, I'm not married, I don't have children. So in, I was in Vancouver pretty much alone, because when I moved to Vancouver, I didn't really know anyone. Mm -hmm. And you know what, and there's a guys on the department that are really good to talk to about that stuff. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want to, especially at that time, I was a lot younger. You don't want to show weakness and stuff. So honestly, I would take it home with me and I would drink. Um, and I would do a lot of, uh, you know, have a lot of one night stands. This is honestly when Tinder just came out. And yeah. I, I thought that, you know, um, through sex and alcohol and, uh, and, uh, you know, there's a time to there where I had an addiction to, uh, sleeping medications, um, cause I couldn't sleep at night. So, but you know what, I've, I've dealt, uh, I've dealt with that, you know, and I, and I had to realize, uh, that I had, um, you know, issues that I had to deal with and, and I've dealt with them and, and I'm really happy with, with, uh, with, um, how far I've come in the journey. And we're going to get into that a little bit more here too, uh, because there's another, there's another element to the mental health that, that we haven't talked about yet. And we'll get to that. But, um, what you're saying is, is, um, first off, incredibly brave. And, and, and I'm very grateful, uh, for you being as vulnerable as you are to talk about this a little bit. Um, you know, you talk about how you coped, right. And you coped with sleeping pills and you coped with booze and you coped with, uh, with, with, with sex. I guess here's my question for you. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> 
Um, well, I mean, at the time it was, uh, it was, you know what, it was like putting a bandaid on a, on a bigger issue that I should have dealt with. Um, why well, I should have dealt with it a lot healthier in a manner of, you know, going to see a counselor, um, going to, um, uh, staying away from alcohol, staying away from medications. And, and, you know, like I, I, I like, for example, I don't, I, I meditate now. I believe in the philosophies of Buddhism. I believe in, um, uh, I, I, I believe in yoga now. These, and these are all things I never used to. I now try to stay away from um, drinking much. Um, I barely ever drink alcohol. And I just live a much healthier lifestyle now. And I mean, it also helps too that you have to remember, like when you work in emergency services, you work two days, uh, two 10-hour shifts, and then two 14-hour night shifts, and then, and then four days off. Mm-hmm. So it, it, really, it really, especially with me, I've always had issues sleeping. So it really would mess up my sleeping cycle, uh, which, which obviously would affect me as well. Mm-hmm. And the drugs uh, help, you know, they're not helping with your chemistry. Your chemistry is all messed up at this point. And um, I just want to, I don't know if you have, uh, if you've stumbled across this fact um, in any of the broadcasts that we have done, but at, at He Changed It, one of the things that we're doing is we're taking back a phrase. And the phrase that we're taking back is manning up, is to man up. And I think that um, it doesn't take uh, much, you know, for me to say to you what the connotation of the phrase, hey, man up has meant in the past. Well, one of the things that we are talking about doing here is taking back that phrase and turning it into something else, turning it into, you know, a guy saying, hey, you know what? I've seen some shit and it screwed me up and uh, I've had to go to counseling. That's manning up, being able to admit that, manning up, being able to do it, Um, manning up, being able to say, hey, you know what? I believe in meditation. I I, I believe in yoga, even though the traditional masculine in the past, it's sometimes that might be, uh, you know, something where we could be ridiculed for it. And um, I guess my question for you is, was it a natural progression for you to go to these, some of these vulnerable places or some of these places that are outside the box? Or did you have a rock bottom moment that facilitated you making that decision? Well, um, you know what, uh, because my last manic episode, to be perfectly honest with you, was in the spring of 2019. And it was God awful. It was, I set myself back so much. And, and so it's, it, you know, having to deal with one mental illness is difficult enough, but having to deal with two is, 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 uh, is, is very difficult. And, um, and you know what, I just, uh, I had, a you, you know, it was just a complete chaos. And I decided after that ended, I'm like, you know what, this is my rock bottom. I spent about $200,000 in four months. Um, and uh, that's just a symptom of, of manic episodes that you, you go on these huge uh, spending splurges. And, uh, and I set myself back a lot. And you know what, that's when I hit rock bottom. I said, you know what, when I, you know, when I came out of it, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this seriously because I, I, I'm my best friend and also my best enemy. You know what I mean? And like exactly what you just said there. I love that. It's something so simple, you know, just, you got to man out, man. You got to, you got to take a look in the mirror and just, realize that you need to make some changes. Um, and, and, and now I live a, a lot better quality of life. And we're going to get to that. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this to the, uh, to the viewers or to the listeners of this, uh, of this broadcast is that, uh, you know, Barty, Barty's story is not done here. Um, and, and we've got some good stuff that's, that's going on now. Uh, but he went through a lot of stuff to get to that place. And, and you mentioned now, um, we talked about the PTSD, but then you've got another um, potential stumbling block. Um, and, and that's 
diagnosed bipolar? Yes, uh, type one in, in 2007. In 2007. And your rock bottom moment was 2019. So there's 12 years of, uh, of some pretty severe ups and downs, I, I would imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if, if there's anything about this, uh, this uh, show that our viewers will know, it's that I'm ignorant. I'm extremely ignorant. And, and I don't know a lot of stuff. And that's why I ask a lot of questions. So, so let me ask you this. Was the bipolar, okay, so diagnosed in 07, all right. Was it there earlier on in life or was it the PTSD that brought it out? Is it something that is genetic? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, again, my bipolar is very complex because uh, it is in my family from my mom's side. Um, my, my, my grandma had it. My great-grandmother had it. My aunt had it. And um, I've also used to play competitive hockey. So I had a lot of con- issues with concussions um so i think i've had probably three or four really bad concussions that have all led to um you know my bipolar um being the way it is and and uh you know what i was honestly a pretty a really normal kid a really normal person i was very doing very well in 2007 i owned multiple homes and and uh, financially i was really happy with my life I had a great group of fan, friends and and then yeah man i started acting differently my friends started getting worried and next thing i know uh, um, you know, I was, I was in a psych ward for a week and, and, um, you know, I, it was, it was traumatic for me, um, to be honest with you. And, uh, it was very difficult to deal with. And, uh, and then I had about, um, you know, I got out of the hospital and I moved to, uh, Beverly Hills in California. And I had a, probably about a three or four month manic episode where again, I spent a lot of money and then I came back to Canada to start getting help. And I, I'll be honest with you, there's about five or six months where I couldn't even get out of bed. I was so depressed and I'm a hard worker. I've always had, but like it was, mm-hmm. the depression was so deep, so hard. Um, it was very difficult. That was probably the hardest time of my life. That first so that, one. Th- that's around the time of the diagnosis. The time of the yeah. diagnosis was very, very difficult. Um, yeah. Once the diagnosis happened, once uh, you went through that uh, the, the, the high and then the low, which is, which is what bipolar is for those who, who, who aren't, uh, maybe clear on what bipolar is. I mean, we hear these words all the time. We hear bipolar, we hear PTSD, but we don't necessarily understand the specifics of them. So you would go through a lot of highs where it was like, uh, living the high life, you know, uh, really like you want to spend money. Like you say, you want to just live as high of a life as you possibly can a constant party that doesn't really end. And it's a freight train that it's a freight train of, of, of momentum uh, that's very difficult to stop. Is that a, is that a decent description of, of, of when you're on a, a manic episode? Yeah, so um, bipolar is like a chemical imbalance. And so your body starts producing a lot more uh, serotonin and dopamine levels, which are your kind of feel-good um, uh, neurotransmitters. And so you stop uh, wanting to sleep. So I could go four or five days with barely any sleep. And and again, like, and it's, it's just for me, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster because again, like I, I was an early investor into Apple stock. So I, I had money, you know, back then. And I just, I would with money, alcohol and, you know, it just, and, and not wanting to sleep and, and, and the extra energy and it's, it's chaos, man. It's, it's, it's complete. I feel awful for people that have to go through, through, through uh, manic episodes. 
Mm-hmm. And then the manic episode, the, 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 the train does come to a stop at some point. Um, is it, does it happen all at once? Is it an event that causes um, a manic episode to end? Is it just chemical, straight up chemical? Your brain puts on the brakes and that's, that's it. And now, um, and do you go directly into a, a downward spiral or does it ever level itself out? And then at some point a downward spiral shows up. You know what? Um, I've had about, you know, it, it, for me, it's because again, like that's why in the past I didn't put my health number one and I would, I was so greedy. I wanted more fun because you got to remember I came from an immigrant family with nothing. Right. So I wanted materialistic things and I, I put, those materialistic, those materialistic things over my own mental health. So sometimes like I remember in 2007, I would work like, Oh my God, I work like uh, over sometimes like a hundred, 110 hours um, in a week, you know, doing, because I, when I did, when I was working for that uh, industrial fire company, I was doing firefighting. I was a supervisor. I was doing EMS for them. And I was also dispatch. So I, you know, I would, I, I, I didn't take care of myself. And then, and then, and then, you know, th- those were, those are the recipes. That's where the recipe for disaster would begin. I gotcha. Um, and now explain the lows. Cause I mean, everything, it all has a, a counterpoint to it, right? So as high as the highs are at that time where you're willing to just let your, your physical health go and you're willing to let your mental health go and you're willing to let pretty much anything go for the, for the, um, for the value of the moment. Then there's the other side. There's the low of the low. And, uh, what's that like? Um, well, that first one was the worst because, you know, and this is like, remember 13 years ago. So there wasn't, there's a lot more talk about mental health now, but I mean, I lost a lot of friends. I lost, you know, it really hurt my reputation. Um, you know, I was, I remember I came back to Canada and I was, I mean, I was, I mean, like I said, like I couldn't even get out of bed for four, like between I think five or six months, I could barely get out of bed. My, my, I lived with my dad. Um, I put on, I used to be at that summer, that summer, 2007, I was about 100, 185 pounds by November, December, I was about 225. And, and, uh, and you just, you, you have your emotional, you, you don't have any emotions. You don't, you, you can't, you can't, put a smile on even to fake it. You can't like, you're just, it's like you're a zombie and you have so much pain in your heart. Um, that it's, I mean, I remember sometimes this, I was living in Edmonton at this time. And I remember sometimes I would just go to West Edmonton mall in the middle of winter just to walk around. And I remember I would just like walk in circles and just like with my head down, like it was, it was it's, it's, it's very difficult. I mean, um, it's, I can't put it into words, but you, you, you feel such an emptiness inside. Um, and, and people's reaction around you, uh, did you get people who would just say to you, Hey man, cheer up, <laughs> you know, it just come on, everything's not so bad. And just, just try and put, you know, the spin on you that you could just snap out of it. Yeah. Some people, uh, some people, you know, um, understood. And, and then some people were like, yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to get over this or, or cheer up. Yeah, exactly like that. You know what I mean? But I mean, I, I think what also happens is like when you're such in a, in a manic state that, 
your body's producing so much extra uh, serotonin and dopamine levels that, you know, you only have a certain amount for your body, like, you know, let's say for six months or something like that. And it's like you use those up in the, you know, in a very short amount of time. And then it's like your body can't or doesn't produce enough, you know, to, to even try to make you feel better. And you know what? Medications are very difficult as well because they make you feel hollowless. Like, I mean, like they make you, there's medic. I'm on, I'm on, I finally have found a medication that really works for me, but I mean, the doctors have tried, tried so many different things with me and, and, and they make you feel really awful. Like you feel very fatigued. Uh, like I said, like the, even the, the medications you put on a lot of weight. So then you feel, you know, um, you, you know, you don't feel good about how the way you look and stuff like that. So that makes you even more depressed. So, yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's adulting at its finest right here. Um, dealing with this stuff, and and um, I, I'm really grateful that you're able to talk about this the way that you are because there's a lot of guys out there who are feeling maybe not as extreme as what you're talking about, but we're feeling feelings of of sometimes dramatic up or dramatic down, and and um. I just appreciate the insights that you're giving into this. Um, and, and it's so from 07 on um, peaks and valleys in, uh, in your fight to, to move forward. I know this last year and a half has been, has been, has been good. Um, but, you know um, what, like I said, like I, I, I had one really bad, like, you know, there, there's two types of, of bipolar. There's type one, which yep. is a lot more serious. And then there's type two, which is a lot less serious type one. Like, and everyone's bipolar is different. My like there's people that like, for example, I dated a girl that was, who had bipolar and she was very up and down, like on a daily basis. But okay. mine, but mine have really, I'm mine have really just been in C in, in three cyclical cycles, like in 2007, 2011, and then 2019. Yep um, were really bad ones. And, uh, and so, yeah, it, and they were all the same and they presented the same and, um, you know, so it was the, the, the manic episodes for three or four months. And then, you know, your bouts of depression after that with, with, with periods in between there where I'm, I'm very stable and, and normal. Well, it sounds like, so from 2011 to 2019, um, period of stability, safe to say. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess at what point in 2019, when it, when it, when it hit again, suddenly, um, was there a catalyst for that? Did you get off a medication or did you like, was there a a reason for it or, or was it just surprise I'm back and, uh, and suddenly you're dealing with that again? No. And you know what? It's always, and that's another thing too, I want your listeners to understand is that there's a lot, there's preventative measures that people that have bipolar can take. And one of them is reducing your stress levels. Um, so in 2019 there, I had been working a lot, again, the oil and gas industry all winter. And then I was supposed to get married to a Salvadorian woman. And, uh, and you know what, uh, when my father told her, um, you know, uh, that I had bipolar, you know, um, she kind of broke my heart. Well, she really did break my heart, you know, because she told me that, um, you know, she didn't want to have children, um, with me, uh, because of my mental illness. Oh, and, uh, God. and I, and I, you know, and, and as a man, you know, um, 
I mean, I'm sure you can understand that, you know, like that's, that's the, the, like as a man, that's one thing you want to do, right. You want to, you want to produce children that are going to carry on your, your name and your, and, 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 and your legacy. Right. And, and so that really broke me, you know, and she had a nine-year-old child and uh, my, I had already been paying a lawyer, an immigration lawyer to start trying to help her come over to Canada. And you know what, I'd always want to be a dad and, and, uh, um, I, you know, I, I had gone to, you know, um, buy dad books and, and, uh, and I was really looking forward to teaching him how to play hockey and giving them a better life. And you know what, and she had really, um, you know, told me that she's going to be with me for the rest of my life. And, and, you know, when she started realizing that I was starting to become a little bit hyper and, and, and ramped up, you know, she, my dad told her and, and, you know, she's like, you know what, I don't want to marry you. I don't want to have children with you. And that just broke me, completely broke me. And uh, I got into uh, drinking a lot and, and womanizing. And I was all over the country in Canada. And, you know, again, I spent a lot of money on that episode as well. But, yeah, it was very devastating, that that last one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said a lot of stuff there that, um, you know, it's funny. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of noise out there these days of what makes a man a man and a woman a woman and and I mean I can't again I'm 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 ignorant if not anything and and I can't comment on anything except for how I feel and when I hear someone say um, something that rings true to me I want to comment on it one of the things is I don't care what the sociologists say about humans and their similarities and some of the the, the new definitions that are coming out on on things. Um, there are some things that are genetically hardwired inside me. I just know that they are. And when you talk about family the way that you are, um, th- that need to provide, you know, that need to uh, uh, to be there for someone, that need to influence the next generation, um, I can tell you, um, you know, what you're saying absolutely uh, devastates me when I think about that kind of a rejection that you went through. Um, when that happened to you, did that cause uh, a downward spiral similar to the one in, in, in 07 that you talked about? Or were you able to handle things a little bit better knowing what you know now? No, it was actually worse because um, my PTSD, I also have anger issues, um, you know, and, uh, and, and, and so that one was really the worst. And I was, I, I was very, I was very upset and, and like I said, and, and after I came out of it, um, you know, I, that's when I, you know, had a hit rock bottom and, and, and I was like, you know what, no, this is, I'm still young enough where, you know, I want to live a different life, you know, and, and, uh, you know, um, I really believe in the, in that everything happens for a reason. And, uh, and, you know, now that I think about it, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad it happened because it would have been worse, you know, if she would have came here used me, got her visa, and then took me for, for everything she could, you know, through courts and, and, you know, and, you know, you know, you know, we all know how women can sometimes act and, you know, you know, taking half your stuff and stuff like that. But you know what? I, um, I believe that everything happens for a reason, brother. And, uh, and, 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 and I'm grateful that I've been able to learn from my mistakes. Um, and you know what, I think that, uh, you know, I, I appreciate how articulate you are in this. We're just scratching the surface. I know we're, you know, there's a, we could do a deep dive on many of the things that you have talked about here. Um, Barty, these things that you're going through, that you're, that you're dealing with, these struggles that you have on a daily basis, um, uh, they haven't stopped you. And this is where I want to, I want to start moving into, um, 
you know, because I we, we when we spoke uh, the other day on the phone, we talked a lot about how you just want to give back and help, and you just want to roll your sleeves up and help any guy out there that's going through this stuff, and you want to get a message out there to to do that. I would like to move forward because at the end of the day, you got a lot of good things going on for you, and uh, right now, and um, I know how grateful you are for those things. So when there are guys out there that are listening to what you're saying, that are hearing your story, and they are, um, there's, some, there's some bells that are ringing, ringing true to them. And so I guess my question for you on that is, is what are some things that you would, what are some pieces of advice that you would throw out there? What are some tools that you have given yourself or that you have learned to use um, in helping with all sorts of this stuff, be it the PTSD or the, or the bipolar? Um, you know what, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked it because, um, you know, my advice to other people that are, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be bipolar. It doesn't have to be as serious as PTSD. It doesn't have to be, but you know, all of us, we go through difficult times, man. It could be a divorce. It could be your child is sick, you know, like, but you know, what I could share with people is, you know, or people that have a problem with addiction or alcohol or gambling or, you know, whatever it is, man. Like yeah. my advice would be, first of all, man, like take a look in the mirror and realize you have a problem, man. That's the very first thing you got to do. Second thing is I now believe in the laws of attraction, man. And you got to get toxic people out of your life, you know, because you're not going to grow to your full potential if you have people that, you know, like I've had people in my own family that call me crazy to my face, you know, I mean, like, and those people are way behind me now. And, and so, you know, getting toxic people out of your life. And then third is like, really start, you know, take the time to educate yourself and be alone. There's nothing wrong with being alone because my, a lot of my personal growth actually started when I would go up to the, and work in the oil and gas industry up North where I didn't have any friends. And like, I would just sit, you know, I, I work as a medical consultant and, and uh, I would go up North in these camps where it'd be like minus 35 every day. And uh, it would be, um, you know, uh, and I would spend hours and like, like I said, like so much time by yourself that, and I would listen to podcasts and, and people mm -hmm. that inspired me like Joe Rogan and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and I grabbed inspiration from, from, from books and, and, and I really believe in self-development and, and, and then, and then, you know what, and then you got to start thinking about your nutrition, you know what I mean? Like, what are you putting into your body? Cause that makes, that makes a huge difference as well. And then, you know, I would say start being physically active, man, because, you know, the doctor can prescribe you as many antidepressants as, you know, he was, you know, and he can give you 10 different antidepressants. But for me, a huge thing has been getting up every day and doing some type of physical activity. Yeah. You know, Marty, do you have any, uh, you mentioned, you mentioned that you, you dove into some books there. Uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Any, uh, any reading recommendations for any of our listeners? Um, I really, I mean, one of the last books I really, I loved was uh, um, Shantaram. I don't know if you ever heard that book. No, Shan no. Um, I don't want to get into the, too deeply, but uh, it's 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 a book that really inspired me to go to my for my trip to India that I went to, and it's about a man who it's it's his journey, and he's a man who's incarcerated in Australia, and then um, he ended up ended up in India, and he and he was running drug, uh, he was working for a gang in India, and then he ended up uh, in uh, in in the slums of Mumbai, ended up like uh, becoming a uh, 
um, by accident, actually, uh, kind of like, uh, he ended up starting up like a medical clinic in, in the slums of Mumbai. And just, it's a beautiful story. Actually, I think, I believe Johnny Depp bought the rights to, to the story. I, they never made a, the film of, of it, but I really recommend, uh, Shantaram, um, and, uh, uh the four hour work week, um, by yep. Tim Ferriss is by really Tim good. Tim Ferriss, absolutely. You know, um, those are two I could think of off the top of my head. No, that's very cool. Um, and, and so after this last, um, you know, kind of mental devastation that you, you, you went through, um, I, I, I know for a fact, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth when I say this, but when, when we're going through stuff, when us guys are going through stuff and it seems pretty bleak and pretty bad, um, you know, you are, you are, um, I would say that you're the poster child for the idea that it can get better and it will get better. And, and, and this too shall pass. Um, you know, and again, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but, but that is very much the case, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it has, um, you know, you've, you, you, you talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, while you're, while you're up working in Canada, we call it going up North and working, you can make some good money doing that. You've also been a, a stock dabbler. You've gone on a great run this last year and put yourself back in a, in a great position, uh, from a financial standpoint. And, and now you are, you're going after some passions now and, and your life has taken a bit of a, a bit of a turn for a boy who's been work, who is, uh, working up North in Fort McMurray as the fire department. You've, uh, you're, you're going in some very interesting directions. You want to talk about that? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know what? Um, on the flip side to bipolar, um, bipolar people can be very creative. And, uh, you know what, it was actually one of my really good friends, uh, that, you know, made me realize that, you know, he's, he, because I'd always thought of me like, I was so, um, I was so ashamed to have bipolar. And I mean, I remember my friend was like, you know what, like, there's a lot of great artists that like have a very good artistic size. And, and uh, when I was uh, in Vancouver on my days off from the fire department, I actually ended up getting a, uh, an agent and I, was, I started uh, doing um, acting work, um, you know, mostly background, but, you know, I was on Arrow. I played a Mexican gangster on Arrow. I was on the, fla- I was on the Flash as a detective. I, I was, so I, and, and then meeting people that were musicians, writers, actors, it was like, wow, it was like such a new world because I, you know, I, I came from, uh, you know, a very alpha male, you know, very tough guy, macho, you know, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Like in fire departments. And so I really, it opened my, my eyes and I really started um, creating a passion and and I ended up starting to write, uh, I've written uh, two screenplays, um, 95 page screenplays. Uh, One of them is an online dating comedy that I've written and I'm hoping that I will produce that uh, once this COVID uh, issues, uh, you know, behind us. And um, so I, you know, people that have bipolar, they have, they have more energy. Um, and there's this, there's this, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but there's this very beautiful window in bipolar between, um, manic and, and dep- there's, I would say like let's say if you, into, if you categorize into four phases, there's, you know, your deep depression and then there's your stable, you know, like baseline. And then there's this thing. And then, um, there's hypomania and then there's your mania. And now hypomania is where people, uh, get very creative. They get very productive and they could, they could produce a lot of good work. And that's when I really started to, uh, develop this passion for writing and, uh, and also for, um, in 2018, I went to Milan 
fashion week. Um, and I also fell in love with fashion. And so I've, uh, I, I had, uh, I've put together uh, a collection called the Barty Vintage uh, uh, Spring 2021 collection I'm finishing up. Um, and uh, I'd actually gone into one um, uh, fashion show in Alberta last March, but obviously with the COVID, everything got shut down. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm just putting the finishing touches on my first collection and, uh, I'm also working now on my first, uh, book to be self-published. Uh, it's going to be called Barty Lifestyles and it's going to focus on mental health, uh, physical health, nutrition, um, overcoming adversity, and I'm going to dab into investing as well. And then, uh, I'm hoping that I could turn it into a series. And then the second book will be completely on investing in stocks because I really believe, um, I want to help others, especially the millennials, uh, learn how to invest and learn how to become more financially, uh, you know, stable and, and, um, and, and because it can really provide, uh, you know, a really great, you know, learning about it and, 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 you know, you could provide a different lifestyle for yourself. And, and about four or five years ago, I wanted to live this lifestyle called a digital nomad, where as long as you have Wi-Fi, you know, you could, you could do, be anywhere in the world. And I've, I've traded stocks in Sandro Pay in the South of France. I've been in India. I've been in South America. I've been in uh, Bali and, 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 and being able to travel and make money at the same time is a beautiful thing. I mean, and I want to try to help others, you know, um, uh, be able to be able to do these types of things. Man, um, you've said a lot there that, it, that, that we could easily unpack and go. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is, uh, is what you finished there with. There's a lot of guys out there that are feeling like they're trapped in a box right now. And the last thing that they're doing is going after their dreams. And uh, um, so let me ask you this question. What does it feel like to be in a place where you are just moving towards your dreams right now? How does that, how does that feel for you? Very grateful, brother. Very grateful because also, you know what, working in EMS and fire departments, man, I've seen a lot of death in my life. And, uh, you know, I didn't have to do that job for 30, 35 years to realize how fortunate everyone should be so feel fortunate that they give out, get up to every day and, and just be able to, to be healthy, man. Like, and, and I have this, like, and I do these little small things in my life. Like for example, every night, um, I put, I set my laptop underneath my bed so that every morning I have to get on my knees to get my laptop. And it's my way of showing gratitude that I wake up every morning. And, uh, and you know what, man, like the lot, and you know what, even when I, when, when I've talked to people that have been in, in, in that have terminal illnesses in the hospitals and stuff like that. And, you know, and they always, you know, they, they always tell me, I remember they'd say like, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. And I don't want to live my life like that, man. Like I'm 38 years old. I still want to, you know, accomplish so much more, but if my end, my life ends tomorrow, I want to be, I want to be able to say, Hey man, at least I lived it to my fullest. Yeah. That's uh the, the laptop thing is really beautiful. Uh, the symbolism in that is amazing and there's a physicalness to it. That's, that's really cool. Um, you know, and so as, as, as my mentors have shown me and, and I know, you know, you've gone on a personal development journey as well. Uh, your mentors have shown you this too. Success leaves clues. And um, the, 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 the knowledge you're dropping is really cool. I can imagine that writing the book uh, or the book, the series of books is also going to be something that's really fulfilling, stretching that and getting that out of you uh, to help others. That's, that's really cool. Um, has, has helping others always been uh, something that, that, that you've wanted to do, or is that something that has grown as your experiences have grown? 
It has certainly grown, but I mean, I remember one of the reasons I wanted to be a fireman since I was in high school was because I wanted to help with, I wanted to help other people. I wanted to, to work with the public and uh, I've always been a sensitive guy. And so I, I think I have a lot of empathy for people and you know what, in, and as I've gotten older, I've really developed a very spiritual side and I really believe in the laws of attraction. And, and you know what, um, there's no better feeling than, for example, this past summer, I cycled around the Maritimes. I, I cycled around all of, uh, Nova, uh, all of uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and PEI. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was about 3,500 to 4,000 kilometers over two months. And, and, the, and, and what would give me energy some days, you know, when I was tired and hungry or wet and whatever, was receiving messages from friends saying like, you know, hey, man, like, I just want to say you inspire me or I'm really, you know... Um, you know, you motivate me and stuff like that. And, and there's no better feeling in the world than trying to help out others in, in, the, in that regard. And, uh, and you know what, and, and in my points of my life where, you know, I, when it's, you know, during my manic phases where I was very selfish and, and, and spending so much money on my, and, and on things that at the end of the day, man, like they don't, they, they didn't make me happy. I mean, like those cars, those, you know, the pretentious women that I've dated, like, you know, the houses, like the penthouses, all those things, man. I don't care. I don't, those things don't mean what they used to mean, you know, and I really want to, my father's a very Catholic man and, and, and he's always taught me to help other people. And, and he's very involved in the church. I'm not a Catholic, but I want to, you know, leave, continue with that legacy of him of trying to help out others. That's beautiful. Barty, that's beautiful. Um, we're going to, we're going to move to the close here. Uh, but before we move to the clothes, we're going to talk about your clothing. Uh, before you talk, move to the clothes, we're going to talk about the clothes. Um, <laughs> you, uh, you got a, you got a financial or a financial, you got a, a fashion collection for 2021. Um, tell me about it. I know, I know a little bit about fashion, whereas I know that I like certain things and don't like other things. Are we talking like some extreme things? Are we talking some couture things here? Are you, what kind of stuff are you designing? <sighs> Um, well, my first uh, collection is going to be a vintage collection. So I'm, uh, I'm very inspired by like, I watch a lot of, um, like when I get into something, I get obsessed with it. So like I, I watch a lot of, um, fashion shows online. Yeah. And for example, like if you watch like a lot of like the, like the new Armani, um, uh, fashion shows, they use very uh, like mostly blacks, grays, dark, uh, dreary colors. And yep. my brand, my brand, uh, my three colors are royal blue, uh, white, and different shades of gray. And all those three colors mean some different reasons for me. Um, they all mean something f- to me. And um, you know, uh, I, I there's ins- I get inspiration from artists like uh, you know uh, Lenny Kravitz, uh, yeah. Shakira. Um, you know, but also like, uh, the, like, uh, bell bottoms, like, so like it's, it's going to be a vintage collection, but new age. Um, so the twist vintage with a twist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's not mine, by the way, I'm married to a fashionista and my wife has told me (laughs) she, she's the one that guides me. Thank goodness. Uh, thank goodness for her. She told me that, that everything comes back, but when it comes back, it comes back with a twist. Yeah, exactly. 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 So yeah, um, you know what, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm each piece of that I'm doing is all going to be, uh, there's going to be parts that are all connected. So like the buttons will all be the same. Um, I have the, um, but, uh, you know, 
each piece is going to be kind of inspired by different artists. So I have like these pair of uh, jeans that I've designed that, that um, are inspired by the Beatles. Nice. Um, and so, yeah. And, um, and I just really love it. I, I really love doing it. I really love learning about it. Um, you know, and, uh, and it's, and, and it's a passion I want to continue um, trying to dedicate time to. Oh, amazing. Uh, men and women, or, or is it men's stuff that you just designed or women's like, what do you, where do you focus on that? You know what? Um, right now it's, it's, it's men. Um, women's fashion is very difficult. Uh, very women's fashion is a lot more difficult. And so right now I'm just focusing on men. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Well, I, I, uh, I, I love that this is happening for you. I love a lot of the uh, other stuff that we've talked about that we didn't even be able to get, we weren't even able to get to today. Um, as you progress, will you come back on and, and, and show us where things are at? And if, uh, uh, you know, once the line is out there, we can, we can maybe do some, uh, some promotion for you. Would you come back and give us a status oh. update as things go? Oh, absolutely. Mike, I've, I've really, uh, I've really enjoyed this and, um, and I really appreciate you having me on. I really do. Barty, that's awesome. Before I kind of get to my little outro here, where can people, can people come and see anything that you're doing right now? Or is it still all in kind of the preparation phase? Uh, no, I've, uh, I post up stuff on, uh, on my social, on my social media. I mean, it, yeah, if, uh, my, um, I, I'm more active on Instagram than anything. My yep. uh, in- Instagram handle is, uh, nomad, uh, stock trader, nomad uh, stock trader. Okay. Yeah. No, nomad stock trader, but, uh, without the E, um, um, at, at, um, in, in trader, there's no E at the end there. Trader. So, just, so you're like the cool T R A D R. Well, I ran out of, there's, there's only a certain amount of letters you can have. So <laughs> hey, let's just keep going with it's cooler. I like, I like that. I like that answer better. <laughs> Sounds good, brother. Sounds good. <laughs> um, okay. So they can find you on the Instagram there. And, uh, and obviously as things progress and grow, um, you know, we can always, uh, have you back on and talk about that stuff. Barty, I just want to thank you very much for being open as you, as open as you were, uh, today. Um, you have, I can tell you this from a fact for a fact. Uh, I wasn't having the greatest day today. Um, you right there, you helped me. And I know that <laughs> I know that you didn't just help me, but you've helped uh, a lot of people who are listening to this. And I just want to say thank you. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your message. I'm grateful for your attitude. And I'm grateful for how um, you just haven't quit. And uh, you have shown the definition of manning up. And I just want to say how appreciative I am of you uh, being able to be as open, as honest as you are today. Thank you so much, man. No, no. And you know what, man, it's amazing that there's people like yourself that are trying to build these platforms and, and, uh, and I, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you ever need anything, I'll I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely volunteer my time or, or whatever you need. I appreciate that. Just, you know, I'm just the host of the podcast. It's my wife who's building the thing. She's (laughs) the one that's doing the heavy lifting. Uh, her and her partner, Shannon, I've, uh, are, are doing an amazing thing here, uh, an amazing undertaking, uh, building, he changed it. And I just want to say thank you for responding the way that you have. And, um, yeah, until the next time. So thank you very much. Now that was it. That's, uh, uh Barty, I, I just blown away when I first heard his story. And today I'm so grateful that he was able to take time out of his day to come and do this here. Like I said, he changed You can go there. If you have any comments, info at he changed is where you can email any comments or questions for the show. Eventually, we're going to probably start getting the show some social media presence and some other things where you can reach out to me directly. But right now, uh, info at hechangedit.com is where you need to go. If you haven't downloaded the beta, you still can. Head to hechangedit.com and sign up. 
it will be sent to you. It's both on iOS and on the Google platform. Uh, HeCast is a fun undertaking. It's an amazing undertaking, and I'm very pleased to be part of it and proud to be part of it. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your day to be part of this episode. And uh, we hope that you come back and listen to us or see us on the next episode of HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. <laughs>